Welcome to Movie House, a weekly production of Delta College Public Radio. I'm your host, Mark Brown. Well, it's been an eventful summer in the world of movies. We've seen some unexpected box office failures, some unprecedented successes, a labor crisis that has been years in the making, and we've had to say goodbye to some true luminaries. The message from this summer is that it seems audiences are tired of endless sequels, retreads, and reboots. Even seemingly indestructible franchises like The Fast and the Furious and The Transformers struggled to squeak by into profitability this summer as they reached their 10th and 7th installments, respectively. Disney's live-action The Little Mermaid did little more than break even, and its second swing at turning The Haunted Mansion into something turned out to be nothing, with the film set to lose over $100 million. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny barely broke even, and the Ezra Miller superhero flick The Flash surpassed Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern as DC Comics' biggest critical and financial failure ever. On the box office bright side, this summer's overall ticket sales are set to hit $4 billion for only the 13th time in Hollywood history. That tremendous success was fueled primarily by the Barbenheimer phenomenon that hit in July, But overall, more people returned to the theaters this summer than in the past several years. As of this writing, Barbie has earned $1.38 billion worldwide, the biggest film of the year, the biggest ever for a female director, and an unlikely juggernaut hit overall. Oppenheimer has done its part, earning just under $800 million so far, with an expected bump once awards season rolls around. The big news with Christopher Nolan's talky, serious, atomic bomb epic is that audiences turned out in droves for a serious adult feature, which isn't something we've been doing much of lately. While that may seem like a good omen for future movies, the immediate future of the Hollywood industry is uncertain, given the labor strikes happening even as we speak. Both the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild are on strike right now, protesting the ways streamers and studios are seeking to use new technology to cut more creatives out of the production process, as well as to pay them less despite record-breaking profits. I am firmly on the side of the unions in this. The veil of mystery studios and streamers try to hide behind when it comes to profits made from streaming is nothing less than ridiculous absurdity and the cheap and easy use of AI technology to replace real artists, writers, actors, and other creative people only leads to a hellscape of mindless, soulless, garbage, quote-unquote, entertainment that I want no part of. But the price to pay for this battle is that anywhere from nine months to a year from now, there's going to be a serious deficit of new movies and TV shows. It's certainly a price worth paying, in my opinion, but next summer's blockbuster season may be a little thin, to say the least. Finally, we lost some greats this summer. William Friedkin, director of The Exorcist, The French Connection, and Sorcerer, among others, passed away at 87. Particularly, his films of the 70s and 80s are as powerful and memorable as any. True original Paul Rubens died at the age of 70, and while he had dozens of film and television credits, The original Pee-wee's Big Adventure not only launched the career of Tim Burton, but remains a true delight of 80s cinema. And to my great sadness, we lost Alan Arkin, who could be a leading man, a character actor, or the funniest three-minute bit in any movie. He was an Oscar winner who was also happy to play a sleepy doorman in a Muppet movie, and who brought a slyness to every role he played. May he and the others rest in peace. Movie House is a production of Delta College. I'm Mark Brown of Delta's Arts and Letters Division. Tune in next week for another new review. 
You can find past episodes of Movie House at deltapublicmedia.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.